Hey, happy Mother's Day, Midtown community. So glad you've decided to join us today. Man, God's doing some incredible things, and I'm excited to celebrate today, 4 p.m. at North Star Church. Our kids are going to be leading worship and leading their memory verse and watching God just do incredible things in our kids. Another thing I'm watching God do is in the life of our life groups. We've decided there's going to be a rhythm to our life groups. We want to love God and we want to love people. Both of those kind of coincide, but the rhythm of our life group is we come together on a weekly basis. And one of the weeks that we get together, we, we gather, we get to know each other, we have a good time, we hang out, we eat, we walk through the Word. And the next rhythm of movement is that we go outside the home and we go to community. Whatever that looks like, each life group does differently. But a couple of weeks ago, my own life group ended up going to the park. And I was so proud of my life group leader, Marty. Marty gathered everybody together and he prayed over everybody and just said, hey, God, help us to reveal the love uh, to others that you've revealed to us. And he prayed over our kids and sent them out with a blessing and sent us out. And at the end of that night, there was a couple of us just left at the park. We shut the whole thing down and we're hanging out and there's another couple there. And uh, my wife is eight months pregnant. This lady was eight months pregnant or nine months pregnant. And they strike up a conversation. They start talking. And as we finish out that conversation, it just hit it off. Found out that they just moved in town. Don't have great community around them. Don't know a lot of people. Uh, but they talked about where they lived. And when they shared where they lived, my mind was just blown because they said, we live in a neighborhood just down the road a couple miles. Come to find out that this neighborhood that they live in, they are neighbors to my life group leaders, Marty and Kelsey. I just find it amazing uh, that the supernatural life gets kind of natural the more you walk in it. Like God wants to do some incredible things. And I think all he's waiting for us is to ask him. Do you want to be used by God? Do you want him to do these kind of things? I believe he actually wants to. Would you ask him? And I believe that he will. He wants to pour out his love in these experiences where you're like, God, do you hear my prayer? I actually believe more that you love me. You hear me. This is incredible. How, what's the odds of this? Amazing. God wants to show you his love, but he wants to send you to reveal his love. I believe on this Mother's Day, this day represents something that's beautiful in the nature of God. God created uh, the reality of mothers birthing other people. It's through love that inspires a woman to choose, especially in this day, to choose to see life birth. It's love that inspires. It's a choice of love. And it's very intentional. Frederick Douglass was a, uh, was a slave and his mother ended up getting purchased from a slave owner just right down the street, about 12 miles from where he was. And he recounted the love of his mother. He recounted times where he would be cold and yet then he would feel a warm hug around him and it be his mother. His mother had hiked 12 miles to get to him, to sneak into where he was, and to hold him and to sing him to sleep. He recounted this being an often uh, his experience, but he would wake up and his mother had been long gone because the ground was still cold behind him. You see, his mother, after slaving away in the fields, still loved her son so much that she was willing to go find him and fight through any obstacle to get to him, just to love on him, to remind him that she's still there. It's this love that I think is meant to be displayed through our mothers. It's a love that is from the very heart of God. 
as God chose to love you, chose to do the work to see life produced in you. This is the love revealed in our mothers. That's what I wanna talk about today, is the love of our mothers revealed from the very heart of God. You see, it's this love that Paul actually talks about in Galatians. When he's walking with the church, it's pretty challenging. And he's walking with a group of people and he's saying, hey guys, here's what I'm doing. I'm loving you like a mother. Check it out. He says this in in, uh, four verse 19. He says, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until something, Christ is formed in you. He's talking about the discipleship process. He's talking about walking with people to see the love of Christ revealed in them. You see, they'd heard the message. They understood it here. But Paul says, I'm gonna walk with you so you don't just hear a message, you experience a message. Maybe, I don't know where you are with Mother's Day, but maybe Mother's Day is just challenging for you. Maybe you think about the experience you've had with your mother. Maybe she was nothing like Frederick Douglass's mother. Maybe she would never go through obstacles to reveal love to you. And you've lived with this your entire life and you say, man, mom, mom did it wrong. She didn't really love me. But here's, can I, can I maybe lay something before you? I won't want to discount any of your experience because I guarantee you it's challenging. Every single one of us has those challenges because we've lived with mothers who've done what they've decided to do. And it's not always choosing love. But the one act that you and I all have in common, everybody listen to this, everybody who will listen to this, everybody who's ever lived has had this experience. Your mother chose to endure the labor process to bring you into this world. She chose that. And whether she does anything ever again or not, she did choose one act of love. And it's why you're able to listen to this video today. And so we all come back to this level playing ground. Maybe our mothers, we experience something a little bit challenging at times. But I invite you, would you go back to that very first experience that maybe none of us remember, but that experience where your mother chose to endure a nine-month process to bring you into the world. It's that mother, it's that moment that we celebrate today on Mother's Day. And I believe it's this day that reveals the heart of God. And as we look at this story of Paul and as he talks to us about this heartbeat that he has for people, this heartbeat he has for people wasn't always there. Check it out. Paul's name was Saul. You remember this guy? Saul was traveling around. He was killing Christians. And now he's saying, I'm giving up my life so that you know Jesus. What the heck happened to Paul? I'm going to tell you something major happened to Paul. But I believe this call in each one of our lives is the same. I believe the life of Jesus is meant to be received and then lived out. If the life of Jesus is not manifested in your life, I invite you to receive this. It is meant to be. It's meant to be. And here's the challenge. Here's the beauty of what we've been invited into. Paul was the one who was laboring with people to experience the message of Jesus. Maybe you've gone to church and you've hung out with people or you've seen the pastors or you've been around life group leaders and they were far from desiring to reveal Jesus to you. In fact, they revealed something opposite to you. 
And I want to tell you that I'm sorry. But our call is that we would step in. Can you imagine if somebody stepped into your world and lived out love and said, I'm never going to give up on you. I'm not going to stop loving you when I see you. I'm going to finish it out to the finished process of seeing the life of Christ produced in you. Are you going through a hard time? I'm in it with you. Are you excited? Then I'm excited with you. This is what the love of a mother was meant to be, right? This is what Paul decides to show to those people. But where does this love come from? Because I'm telling you, this love is supernatural. This love on a consistent basis is not even possible outside of revealing, re receiving power from the one who is love. Here's where it comes from. This love comes from, and I, I find this in, in, in a story in Luke 7, where Jesus tells us where this love comes from. In the ministry of Jesus, he's sitting in a very important place with important people. And in walks a woman who's not so important. It says that she's a sinner, a woman of the night. She enters in a room full of men who've gathered to hear this guy, Jesus, talk. She enters this room not worried about what anybody else thinks of her, but she walks right up to Jesus and she's carrying this very expensive glass jar, almost a glass jar. It's, called, it's made from alabaster, but it's, it's a very precious stone in that season, that day, filled with perfume. The scripture says that she breaks that box open and pours it out over Jesus' feet. And as she does, she is weeping over Jesus and she's taking her hair and she's wiping his feet and she's kissing his feet and she's worshiping in that moment in front of everybody and she doesn't give a rip what they think. I don't know about you, but man, I want to be like her. I just got to be straight with you. Sometimes I'm not. And oh Lord, like I want that for my life and I want that for our church at Midtown. God, make us like this woman, break our heart in a way that is so true and real. God, give us your love because it would transform our lives. You see, love transformed this woman's life. Listen to what Jesus said when he looked out and these people are looking in and one of the guys is thinking to himself that this guy only knew who she was. He wouldn't be responding like this. This is what Jesus says in Luke chapter seven. He said, a certain money lender had two debtors. One owned 500 denarii. And the other 50, when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Hey, Simon, which of them would love him more? Simon, the man who was thinking all those thoughts, which by the way, Jesus knew what he was thinking and he also knew this woman. He knew the whole thing. Hey, Simon, which one would be more likely to be more thankful it's the one who owed more. You've answered correctly, Jesus said. And then he responds and he talks about this woman of why she is doing what she's doing. Check out why she's doing what she's doing, Jesus says to us. Therefore, I tell you, Simon, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. He leaves her with an assurance. 
As you read that story, it's very important to understand this. She did not get forgiven because she poured her ointment out on Jesus' feet. Jesus was saying, she is loving me well, a lot, because she's been forgiven of a lot. You see, this woman had heard the message of Jesus. She had listened to what he had said. He had been traveling, talking to everybody. And he followed the message of a guy named John the Baptist. John the Baptist had this message. He traveled around saying, hey, everybody, I live in a religious culture where people go to church, they sing the songs, they look good, but guess what? I know your heart. Your heart has not been transformed. You're doing all that stuff for yourself. It's all about you. Here's the deal. You need a savior. That's what John the Baptist was saying. You need somebody to save you because you are messed up beyond what you can even comprehend. And in fact, your good deeds are trash. Can you imagine that message? So then Jesus follows John the Baptist and he says, hey, listen, I'm the one who's here to take away all of that sin, to cover it and to love you. I'm the one that's actually gonna bring saving to you. Come to me, anybody who needs saving, and it's a free gift. I'm gonna give it to you. It's a gift. And it comes from God. It's not from you, it comes from me. Anybody who wants it comes to me and you can have it. You see, this woman of the night had come to Jesus and she had heard his message and she had believed on him and received forgiveness of her sin. She had seen her junk. You see, for some of us, it's hard to see our junk, especially in this day when we can look so nice. And we say, man, my life isn't a wreck. My life isn't a problem. I'm doing great stuff. I go to church. I have a great job. I have a great family. None of those things will separate you into another category of being right. None of it. It might look right in the world's eyes, but it is not what makes you right in the eyes of eternity. What makes you right in the eyes of eternity is a gift to be received from the one who is right. And his name is Jesus. He will pay for all of the wrongs that you have done. He will cover all of the things, all of the mess that you have been in. He will fix all of those things. But you must come to him to be made right. This is what this woman does. And here's the reality. The more you see yourself, the greater you can respond to the one as you see him as well. But we have to see ourselves rightly. Jesus says, love has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with him. Perfect love is given to us. It's revealed to us. It's not something we can earn. When this woman received that message, it transformed her life and moved her in a brand new kind of way. Paul, later to the church of Galatia in chapter five, gives them this instruction of once you've received love, here's what we're called into. You were called to freedom, brothers. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Through love, endure with one another. Through receiving love, that's what's gonna pour out of your life. I heard a, a clever little story about a family around a table. Maybe this is like your family, 
This is definitely like mine. They were reminiscing about the stories of their childhood. And they were talking to their mother. And their mother is, is sitting there on a Mother's Day and they're telling stories. And one of the boys speaks up and says, hey mom, remember that time that all the bed slats were falling out of my bed all the time and I told you I didn't know what that was and who did it? Well, I had been jumping on my bed a lot. And she kind of laughed and she said, I kind of figured that. One of the other kids spoke up and said, hey, hey mom, you remember when I used to go to the bathroom at every dinner time? This is gonna be my kids very soon. They refused to eat anything. Said, oh yeah, I remember you going to the bathroom. And she said, and, and the little daughter said, well, I used to take all my greens, like whatever green was on my plate, and I'd put it in my napkin, I'd fold it up, and I'd go to the bathroom, and I'd flush all of it. <laughs> the mother said, I kind of figured when I watched you walking away with a clump in your pocket that that's what was going on. I, I know. Another one of the boys spoke up and said, hey, Mom, you remember that time that there was that peanut butter jelly sandwich? And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but remember the VHS tape players? Like it had the little big plastic tape. And the son said, you remember when somebody stuffed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in that cassette tape player? Well, I, I told you it wasn't me, but it was me. And her mom said, you know, it's kind of funny is I, I, I figured it might be one of y'all. I don't, can't imagine her ever doing something like that. But one of the boys spoke up. And he said, I can't believe that you still loved us. And the mother smiled and she thought to herself, it was easy because you were my own. It was easy to continue to love you because you were a part of me. You see the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a, a VHS tape, like my love for you trumps any of that stuff. So I continue with you in the process because you're a part of me. This is what Paul was saying to the church. Can you imagine receiving the truth of Jesus that he will never give up on you? And the invitation, would you come follow Jesus to reveal the same message to somebody else? But some of us are like, hey, you know what? Man, I, I, that's just kind of hard. That's just kind of challenging. I don't know if I'm there to give my life away for people like that, you know? Like, I don't know. And the reality is, the reality is that if that is you, my friend, then you're in desperate need of what the other people around this woman were in need of that day. And Jesus spoke it. You're in desperate need to be forgiven because from your life is flowing what you've received. And the life we've been called into is an eternal work. And the life that Jesus gave out for us and poured out his life is the life that a mother does when she has birthed us into this world and a piece of her begins to die as she groans and as she cries out as the baby is born. This is exactly the life that Jesus models for us and yet he finishes it. He goes all the way to the end of death and as he groans in agony of death, he was thinking of you saying, I know you haven't got it all together, but I've chosen to love you and I will finish it out because I love you. And as you receive that message today, it is that message that will move you to the life of Paul, who was once Saul, who had received a message of love, a love that a mother displays in the birthing process. The mother's love that we celebrate today at Mother's Day. Would you receive that love? It's this story, and I wanna close with this today. 
that I think captures uh, the essence of what this love is. So in the early days of the slave trade, this is one of my favorite stories, and it's just, it models it so well. There's a man who would travel around to different uh, slave auctions, and he would purchase little slave girls. And these slave girls in that season, it was, it was the worst because they were often sold into sex slavery or, or, or they were put on the worst kind of jobs because they were seen as the lowest kind of low. And this one man would travel around to these auctions and he would buy these slave girls. And at one of the particular auctions, he saw a little slave girl walk up and as she stood on the block, she was barely closed so that everyone could see her and everyone could see the open wounds that she had and the scars from her beatings. And she stood up there sheepishly understanding that this is what was going to happen. This is just her lot in life. And as she looked out into the crowd, you could see hopelessness on her face. And this man bid and bid and their other bidding and bidding. And this man finally at the end of the auction wins this girl. And as they're walking away from the block after the payment had been paid, he looked at the girl and he said, you can go. Shock. She said, excuse me? He said, yes, I bought you and you are free to go. She said, I, are you saying that I can go anywhere? He said, I'm saying you can go anywhere. You're free. She said, you're saying I can, I can say what I, what, whatever I want to say? You can say anything you want to say. I could be what I want to be? He said, you can, you can be what you want to be. I've purchased you, and now I give you freedom. And as he started to walk away, she said, excuse me, excuse me. He turned back around and she said, well, do you, do you think I could, if this is true, do you think I could go with you? You see, it's love when it is experienced, it is transformative. You were made to experience the love of God, not just hear a message. This is the role of the church as well. And if you receive this message, I'm going to ask that you would give your life away in this message. There's a purpose inside of it. And it's going to come to a greater fruition as you understand your role and your call. Is Paul's role and his call. It's to see the life of Christ produced in you. The church is meant to be the living message of this Jesus. And as you become a part of the church, it's not just to sit and listen to sermons. It's not just to sit at home and listen to a guy get inspired. It's meant for you to actually join in the life of Christ and help others experience labor to see the life of Christ produced in somebody else. Today, the pervasive message is get away from negative people. Don't get around energy suckers. Don't be a part of something that's going to drag you down because you need to live your best life. I want to invite you to the words of Jesus. He said, if you will give up your life for my sake, you'll actually find your life. You'll actually discover what real life is about. And I'm here to tell you a message. 
And in the same way that this man bought this woman, I love you so much, you're free. But in the words of Paul, don't use your freedom to just gratify your own desires. Your freedom is made to walk alongside and to send you out with a purpose. Your purpose is to make a difference in this world. Your purpose is actually to live out the life and love of our mothers, to see the life of Christ birthed in somebody else. But it's not an easy process. It's not easy at all. But it's impossible unless you have experienced and received the love of God. Right where you are, you can have it. Right where you are, if you're not filled with love today, you can be. I believe he will meet you right where you are, whether you're in the car, whether you're in your home, wherever you are. Call out to Jesus. And just tell him your state, where you are. Be honest with him. Tell him you need forgiveness today. And you see your self-centeredness, that it's been all about you. And if you will lose your life for his sake, you're going to find real life. There's real life on the other side of this. Call out to Jesus and say, here is my life. I no longer want to be in charge. I want you to be king. Take it, all of it. And I want to be long to you. I want to be yours. Meet me right here and love me. Fill my life with your spirit and I will follow. He will flood your life. And as he floods your life, join the life of a community whose lives are being flooded and then give our lives away to endure with others to experience maybe what you've longed to experience. Come join us. And if that's you, would you connect with us? MidtownKnox.org. Connect with us. Let us know your decision. I'd love to reach out to you personally. I'd love to walk the journey with you and then allow you to meet others that are walking the journey by faith. Thank you so much for joining us today. And on this sweet Mother's Day, we can receive the wonderful love of our mother through our heavenly father, Jesus. I love you guys so much. Can't wait to see what he continues to do. Have a blessed Mother's Day. See you next week.